Hey y'all, welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. So yeah, this this uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite cover. Um, cover that's actually better than the original. So I guess since I'm talking, I'm going to go into mine uh, first. So I don't know if you've seen... Uh, y'all seen this movie or not called the girl with the dragon tattoo but man it's one of my favorite movies um and does, the song does she have a oh, does she have a dragonfly tattoo does she have a dragonfly tattoo or is that butterfly tattoo uh i don't think it's either actually <laughs> that would be not as cool. i'm kidding <laughs> that might make it not as cool a movie i don't know or maybe it would be cooler but uh uh maybe she does have that Okay. But, so <laughs> in this movie, um, there's a lot of good music. So there's uh, there's one song in particular that I, I love from Led Zeppelin. And I, I I was so just like excited to hear this remade by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Um, so any Nine Inch Nails fans out there, check this out. It's the Immigrant song. Um, Led Zeppelin has so many good tunes, man. Uh but yeah, to hear this like remade and it just goes, it flows really well with the movie. Um, it gets you like pumped for, it's actually the intro of the movie where you hear this and uh, the imagery in the background. And it kind of looks like a 007 scene where they're like introducing, uh, I don't know, the style of the movie, like the action packed film. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I like Nine Inch Nails a lot, but to hear Nine Inch Nails with Atticus Ross, uh, no, that was pretty, pretty amazing stuff. So um, that was that was my pick for uh, for my cover. So this album actually was released in 2011. That's when the movie came out. Um, what was it? December 9th. So if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. Um, but yeah, the, the the music and the soundtrack is really good. But this song in general is just it's kind of like a nice throwback to Led Zeppelin. But then with okay. Nine Inch Nails twist. So. Gotcha. So the cover version you think is better than the Led Zeppelin? I think it is just because it's 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 it sounds just as badass. Uh, the immigrant song is like it's one of those songs that you just want to drive fast to, but like this is uh yeah it's got a it's got a little bit more of like a modern kick to it. So yeah, I love I love my oldies, but I also love my new goodies too. What and, and plus it, it doesn't have an outro. Where's the the Led Zeppelin one has a long outro, yeah, yeah, jam yeah. session at the end, right? Okay. Yeah, this, that, that was more characteristic of like like in the seventies. It was like you heard that all the time, right? But like if like they did it for the movie, so but it like really, yeah, just really really flowed really well. Oh, okay, so here's a question: Am like hands up on a podcast? Hands up, which version you prefer? Uh, who prefers the cover? Other than Damon, I, I so I don't know. I mean, I like both of them, but he, okay. So here's my question, okay? Because at some point, the immigrant song it seemed like in in one of those eras got overplayed. Like every movie trailer had the immigrant song as the trailer song, or am I wrong? The cover what movie. What movie trailer has the immigrant? Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I want there had to have been some other movie. It felt like every movie trailer 
Like they couldn't get the Im- immigrant song, but they had it for the but trailer. They, so they saw they saw the girl with the drag tattoo and were just so excited that they had to have it. Are you they came about after the song or the cover in the trailers, Tosh? Well, that's why I can't remember because I was trying to do research on it. So I know like School of Rock had the lead uh, had the um, the Led Zeppelin version because yes. like Jack Black did a big campaign because like Led Zeppelin never lets anyone use their songs like and they have to do this huge production with all the kids like hey can we use song and they actually let them use it in the movie oh, wow. I uh, but up until then like they, they had said they've never released any of their songs now uh thor ragnarok had uh the led zeppelin version but i think uh, but that's why i was curious because i was curious because after the cover came out i know that song was used a lot more i just don't know which version was used more for the trailers and movies was it the newer one or the the, uh, the older it, was, one? It, was, it must have been the original I don't, I don't see that that version going into like thor ragnarok i mean i'm not saying that thor ragnarok is it's just a different movie you know and it's like right. um I, I don't know if Trent Reznor would want that either, but like, uh, I didn't know that Led Zeppelin had such a hold on their music like that, but it makes sense. Kind of like the Beatles do too. And other, other bands that have just been around forever and everybody likes to use their music. Uh, right. But yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from. Like yeah. if it's overused, like there's probably a lot of songs that have been used a lot of times, but like, <laughs> I don't think that this version, the co- like the, the cover by uh Trent Reznor and Attica, Atticus Ross were used in anything else. Well, I think that I, I think I think the cover was used for Wonder Woman because that the the uh, uh's part is very. It sounds very. It, it sounds more, very uh, yeah. iconic. Yeah, it's very iconic, and I link that a lot with the with the Wonder Woman trailer. So for sure. Okay. But after all that, Taj. Which version do you prefer? <laughs> Whether it's been in another movie or not, right? Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I, kind of the cover. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll, if I have to choose gun to my head, I, I would choose the cover. So, all right. Uh, it, the, the only the only reason why is I know there's a remastered, and I was listening to the remastered version. Um, but again, I, I'm a lyric person. You can hear the lyrics a lot more clearer on the cover uh than the the remastered one so it, the the vocals take more of a center stage so well yeah. i i know you're an expert in sound but i uh, <laughs> i actually i'm surprised that i like the cover more because i love led zeppelin like i would never say oh i, I can't wait till they cover the this song from led zeppelin because fuck that those guys i mean i i really do love led zeppelin's original music and um, but Trent Reznor is like, to me, badass, iconic nineties and on, um, grew up on that, that music really. And, uh, not that I didn't grow up with Led Zeppelin cause my dad passed down vinyl to me and all that. So, uh, love being introduced to Led Zeppelin's music, but yeah, I'm surprised that I actually liked that better, but I do. And it just, I, I think it's more a generational thing. So. Yeah. I, I'm gonna side with the Led Zeppelin. I, I like the original better. Myself. I don't. I don't dislike the cover, but I. I. I think it's just you know you grow up with a certain song, and I've heard it so many times, and I still don't get sick of it. And uh, to me, that that's just. I, I'm gonna side with the original. 
Yeah. I'm Zeppelin. Sorry. <laughs> I, I love I love what Reznor did. I, I I truly, truly, truly do love it. But at the end of the day, I'll I'll take for ninety-eight percent of my my adult life, I would take original over a cover. Um just because okay. it's it's the original standpoint of where it came from. But that being said, you know, there are some exceptions, especially with us having this discussion right here and there. So <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I, I just like the original feel of it. I, I like um, where it's coming from, what it represents, the whole on. So that's just me. Okay. And I don't blame All you guys right. either. You know, it's like, I, like I said, I, I was really surprised that it's better, but not because I'm not surprised because I love Trent Reznor's work. And, you know, I'm just big on, I'm big on a lot of types of music, but yeah, that, that definitely that hit it home for me. So we're keeping cool. score. We're two for two. On <laughs> yeah. the way I see it, it's a win-win situation. You can't really right. call it a loop because exactly. you know, everybody's version was different and cool. So yeah, I, I'm definitely with that and for that. And it's really because I part of it's because I like the movie a lot too, and it really does add to like the the I guess the feel. Of the movie gets you like kind of like it gets you charged up, and uh, it's just yeah, mu- music in movies definitely uh, affect me a lot. So. Maybe that's why I like it better. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. So what do you have, Brandon? I thought Damon gets to pick. Oh, does Damon get to pick? Oh. Yeah. Oh, You're not possibly, Taj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next, next person. <laughs> well, Taj, since you're so eager, I guess you will go next. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, all right. So, I picked a George Harrison. Okay, so the original song is done by James Ray, and then the cover is done by none other than George Harrison, one of the the Fab Four, one of the Beatles, (laughs) the Beatles. So, um, so uh, back in uh, 1962, uh, James Ray uh, had a song called "I've Got You On." I got my mindset on you. Okay, Uh, the only version I could find, which I'm kind of, I wish I could find a different version was the one that uh, is James Ray with the Hutch uh, Davy Orchestra and Choir. The reason why is um, that that's the only original I can find. Now with the audio, uh, with that audio quality, you can hear that it's, it's that big bound. It has like a big band sound behind it with kind of like an island feel, but you can clearly hear that it's an orchestra, that's a big band behind them. And I kind of wish I could find like what, one of his original edits sounded like. Um, but what's interesting is that uh, James Ray is like, he was somebody that um, all the Beatles loved. Uh, but George, back in in 1963, he actually bought the James Ray album. like, And he had that whole album the whole time he was with the Beatles. And then when he went solo, um, he actually in 1987 covered that song um, got you got my mind set on you um, and so what's interesting is that it was actually George Harrison it was his third number one single and so at that time Ringo had two number ones uh, John Lennon had two and George had two and then this put George ahead of the other two so um but it was just interesting the other thing i, I want to mention before i go into george harrison is that um one of the james ray's made songs that uh, everybody will know and that it's like being covered a lot is um if you gotta make a fool of somebody that's a, that's a james ray song 
So like everybody's done that. Like Aretha Franklin's done that song. Yeah. You know what song I'm going to talk about, right? Why don't you sing it for us, Todd? <laughs> yeah, give us a little rendition of it. What, what, do you, what do you say, guys? Bring a little sample, Todd. That might become our favorite cover, Todd. Sing it. Sing it. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know, the, if you gotta make a fool of somebody, if you gotta make a fool of someone. Yeah, that's okay, I didn't think you were actually going to do it, but I appreciate that. <laughs> I was just a gamer, y'all. Was a gamer. <laughs> right. Now, applause, applause. Look, right? and that's with no drinks. <laughs> that's an- <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, so the way I know George Harrison is, uh, my sister was a huge ELO fan, like massive ELO, and um, I remember seeing uh, the music video for "I've Got My Mind Set on You" with uh, with George Harrison, and that was like right. that was like. We didn't have cable when I grew up. We had antenna rabbit ears. And it was so, it was one of these trips that I took with my sister to go see my brother down in college. Uh, For some random reason, I I went with him. And so uh, he had MTV, and this is one of the music videos that I saw. And um, interesting thing is, uh, there's actually two music videos (laughs) to I Got My Mind Set on You. So the the first music video is this kid in an arcade. And this uh, girl that he's looking at is trying to win something out of the crane machine, but then she leaves the crane machine. And so he goes to try and win the, the prize out of the crane machine. And then at the end of the music video, he gets it and gives it to her. So, it, But the second one, which I didn't know, and the second one was the one that I saw uh, when I was a kid. The second one is just George Harrison in a chair in front of a fireplace. But then all of a sudden, things start moving in the room. like the the moose will start talking and so you have a little chipmunk with a pipe that that they cut to makes it sound like he's doing the horns and so like the sabers are moving like the whole wall's moving the whole thing was that second music video was supposedly inspired by evil dead 2 <laughs> based off of oh my god um, i didn't know that and yeah. I, you know, that's the video that i remember but i did not know it was based on that that's awesome yeah so horror, but yeah oh. so the, the yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but as far as why I, I like the 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 cover better is just because it's iconic George Harrison. I mean, it's one of his biggest songs. They did solo. Um, you know, if you if you're not counting uh, what he did with ELO, and it's just it's iconic. Like when you hear that song, you know it's George Harrison. So. Exactly, and you're like, yeah. that's not the first thing you expect to hear. Like if you hadn't heard that song. And you're thinking of the Beatles, then you hear that song, and you didn't know it was George Harrison. That will blow your mind. But right. that's, that's yeah, it's definitely one of one of my uh, I would say my favorite piece. But I I really like the fact that it was uh, the video Evil Dead too. <laughs> right. I, I and I can't remember the first time I heard the song. More than likely, it probably was the music video, and it was the second video. It wasn't until years later I knew about the first one, but. That was one of my favorite music videos when I was a kid. Anytime that video was on, I like we're not changing the channel. We're watching this. And I still <laughs> go on YouTube and I watch that video still these days. It holds up for me. Um, it has like a Peter Gabriel feel to it too, with just like oh, the man. craziness. The most iconic eighties videos. And what's funny was I at the time I didn't know even who George Harrison was. Like I didn't know who the right. Beatles were when that video came out. Not really, 
you know, I, I didn't put the like two and two together until years later. Um, but yeah. And, and what's interesting, I didn't even know it was a cover until recently I, I was watching the Hulu docu docu series with Paul McCartney and he brought that up and I, and I go, wait a minute, what? That was a cover. I never knew that. Now I have a new series to watch. Thanks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, Rick Rubin talking. Him uh, and Paul Mc- so. oh, that sounds great. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I went and I listened to the original and I actually enjoyed the original. I, I enjoyed the, the, the sound, the flair to it, but the cover, the George Harrison song, I mean, that's, it's iconic. Um, you know, and, and George Harrison is actually one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, I'm totally going with the cover. I'm going with the George Harrison. <laughs> so, all right. Same here. What about you, Dietrich? Okay. Um, like I just said, there's some that, you know, I like. The cover is better than the originals. Um, I'm going to have to go original, man. Okay. Well, I mean, and like I said, it, I would, uh, I Those still might numbers. try and track it down. It's just, I couldn't track it down before recording it's like i I kind of want to hear what original sound production was without the orchestra because because there's clearly two versions but like i couldn't find it on youtube i couldn't find it on spotify so but it's interesting because that's what kind of takes away from the one that i did find is that you can tell it's an orchestra with a choir and so if you could have those clear audios matched together so but still yeah and yeah. and Damon, you picked which one? Uh, yeah, I, I think I was really vocal about it, but uh, yeah, like the uh, the cover is like, I mean, that's that's the one I know, and that's that's the one I knew first. So right. probably maybe that has something to do with it, but I I mean, it blew my mind thinking George Harrison, Beatles, and then you got this like '80s hit. So yeah, but I I that, I I mean I I think everybody would know that song, but uh. Yeah, definitely the cover. Good job, George Harrison. Oh, a certain age, certain age, we'd all know it. All right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you don't so, know it, check it out. Yeah. Holds up, man. It holds up. And I, I never even put two and two together about Evil Dead 2, but that makes sense. That makes me like exactly. it even more. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at it for the Evil Dead 2 situation. Um, It's just, you know. When I think of original songs, I think of the lyrics and the the aspect of somebody writing those lyrics for it. Mm. Like you get the the original raw essence of what the song was supposed to be about. Somebody oh, else yeah. taking it over, they may take it out of out of content. So that's yeah. always a situation that I that I have to to keep in mind, right? So yeah. um, it, and and for sure it, he did change he changed the lyrics because. Because I, I gave it several playthroughs, and that that first, the original is very much like a guy has his mind set on somebody, but he has bad luck. Like he it, he specifically talks about how things aren't going his way and won't, and they'll take stuff to to get him. But it, it he specifically brings up like that stuff just isn't going his way. Whereas the George Harrison is just straight like. Hey, I'm obsessed with you. I gotta do some stuff to get you, but I'm I'm still obsessed with you. But it doesn't talk anything about like hardship. It's just straight like uh, I guess straight id is would be the way to say it. it's you know <laughs> you know I'm I'm obsessed on you basically yeah. Like one one is trying to trying to go win from losing because you can't you can't win without losing. 
The other right. one is, yeah, I'm a stalker, and I'm a stalker. <laughs> 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 if, I, if I look at it from a from a bad point of view, but I mean, yeah. I'm all about original lyrics as much as possible because that's the essence of the song for which it was written. Maybe right. you can call me a sucker for songwriters, but you know that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I, I will tell you that there's a good chance one of these days when we do when I pick my next choice album, there might be a George Harrison in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. Thanks for the heads up. You might as well get started. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. All right, so, Damon. Uh, next, Damon. Oh, Damon picks? Okay. Yeah, Damon. Uh, he's, he's the ringleader. He's the ringleader. Right. Maybe. So, uh, I think <laughs> I'm just making you guys wait. And uh, <laughs> right. Brandon, what you got, man? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Curveballs. Ooh. <laughs> you know what's interesting is we we talked about this this idea, and I and I was thinking how many covers could I actually like, right? So I, I went down that rabbit hole, and I'm on Spotify, and I'm like best covers of all time, and people have playlists, and I started listening to these songs. I'm like, there's a lot more covers than I ever anticipated. Like, it didn't even dawn on me how many covers actually exist, and uh, how many covers actually aren't that bad. I, I was <laughs> I was really surprised, and you know, I had a little down because I, I wasn't sure which one I wanted to go with. There were a few that I'm like, actually, is this one better? Maybe. Do I want to go on a limb and say that? I don't know. <laughs> well, I would say there's a, I, I, well, my first pick, I got called out on because it, I think the original <laughs> artist was part of it, but a lot, there's a few in this album and surprise, surprise, Miley Cyrus is awesome. Uh, I don't know if I would have listened to like some of her early stuff, but Plastic Hearts, man, check out the album. It's, I'm just throwing it in there because I, it, it was my original pick. But there are some really good, uh, really good songs on that. There's a couple covers. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's not the only one though, man. Like you said, a lot of people are put covers out. Yeah, like, but again, do I do I want to go on record saying that this cover is better than like one of the most iconic artists of the last fifty years? Probably not. Um, so, right, the song I ended up going with is actually a cover of a 1994 song from Nine Inch Nails. And it was on the Downward Spiral album. Um, I have a vivid memory of trying to buy the Downward Spiral album with a buddy at the record store in the mall because it had a parental advisory label on it. And we weren't sure if we were going to get it because we wanted the song closer. So, um, and, and we ended up getting the album and I don't remember the song on the album originally. And it wasn't until the cover came out and the song I'm talking about is the song hurt. And that was originally done by nine inch nails, but the cover version, which I prefer was by Johnny cash in 2002 for his 2002 album, uh americana i think america or americana the you know the man i'm trying to remember the name off the top of my head um anyway it's from 2002 um heard by johnny cash yeah, he did a, I, oh man that's awesome uh, he um, did a couple of those i think covers well he, he did quite a few um let me double check and make sure i got the name right 
Americana for The Man Comes Around. That was the name of the album. And the song Hurt, the cover, is on that album. Um, the first time I think I ever heard the song was actually the music video. And if you haven't seen the oh, music wow. video, the music video is powerful. Yeah. And um, the lyrics in the song, for me, they just they work better with with an o- older man reminiscing about his life. And and if you know anything about Johnny Cash, I mean, that that was a hard life. And I could definitely see that man hurting. So did you he know, go to Folsom like, Prison or something? Did he go to prison? He, he, yeah, he recorded an album in Folsom Prison. Cause but he, I think, he, did, he yeah. did spend time in jail, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... I, I think that covers better, you know, like I, I after discovering that I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's a Nine Inch Nails song. And then you go back and you listen to it and the song's fine by Nine Inch Nails, but there's just there's more life in that song by Johnny Cash than when it originally was recorded for Nine Inch Nails. You know, like that's somebody who lived a hard life and knows what those lyrics mean and, and can connect with those lyrics and and you just feel it when you're watching the music video and you're listening to the song and and uh you know it's just they're like it it's powerful and emotional and and really can can make you cry um it's it's i don't know it's to me it's it's one of the best covers i've ever heard and i definitely think it's uh it works better than the original song yeah so yeah for for my part it, the cover the the cover gets there, like the cover starts there and keeps you there, <laughs> and it 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 gets there right away. the The original, what? Okay, so I liked the original for what it was doing, but um, it was playing around a lot with ambient noise. And like when you play the original, like you're a good like thirty seconds wondering, like, is the song playing? Because I don't hear anything, and then it starts kicking in. Um, the, the other thing that, that I want to say is that, like, the lyrics, I mean, because the lyrics come from the original. The lyrics are amazing, but they're hidden in the original song. And Johnny Cash just kind of pulls them out, puts them forefront with just, uh, you know, guitar right behind it. And it's like, those lyrics is what make that whole song. Those lyrics in his voice. But, like, without those lyrics, you wouldn't be able but the lyrics are lost in the original i mean like it it's more it's interesting because it's not like a cover where it's like somebody hey i like this song but i want to do it a different way it's like he pulled out and polished what was in the, the original and made it shine um yeah let's just be realistic right here um johnny cash could sing the sesame street theme song he would have more feeling than 90 percent of these artists out here whatever they're trying to do or how they're trying to do it just because so on that essence alone i i tried to i tried to stay true to myself about the original tracks of the whole nine but he took it to a whole new level. He, he made it personal. He 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 sung it as if he wrote it, and or it was written about. Case closed. Done. Mic drop. Yeah. yeah. So that's the cover that you like better. I like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, I I actually I I think I like the original. And I, you know, this is maybe this is like a Trent Reznor episode. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I I love Johnny Cash's stuff too. Um, I like Johnny Cash's original music to to what he does, and I really do like you know his his uh, cover of Hurt. 
it's a diff- it's it's a totally different song to me. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what he does to it. Like I think Todd was you know really on point with that too. Like it's just like his the way he presents it, like his voice, everything. Like it's it's a different song, and I I love it for that. But I definitely love the original more because it reminds me of growing up in the 90s uh that album downward spiral everybody that was into music at least knew what that was so that was that was just that was the shit at the time um growing up in the 90s i mean that's that's got to be like i don't know that i think that's probably the better decade to grow up in but i'm biased you know but uh yeah the original for sure all right. Again, if we're keeping score, that's three to one for the cover. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> you know hey, thanks, Saving, the leader. I love it. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's that's you, Taj. But yeah, thanks, David. All right. <laughs> Last but not least, my friend. Right, bringing up the anchor. Not a problem. So, um, the song that I chose was kind of when we started this conversation was the first song that came into my head. It was one of the, the easiest, more, most recognizable songs that I could automatically think of and say, okay, for sure, without a doubt, this would be in my top 10 list of remakes outside of the original. Let me go with the original first. Um, back in 1983. You know, when when MTV was just a spawning little child and and had a whole bunch of videos, there was this one captivating video of a woman, blonde, short cut hair, uh, almost looked frost white, that was singing a song about sweet dreams. And she captivated you know, my heart, especially with the synth uh, pianos playing in the background by Dave Stewart and the whole nine. And it was just, you know, so captivating of that video that it made me want to go listen to the song. And so um as any time that that video would come on, I would tell everybody to stop, don't change the channel, let me listen to it. I'm going all the way through. So I'm talking about the Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams, um, done by, you know, Analytics, David Stewart, Dave Stewart. Like, I, I absolutely love that song because it, it embellished, like, it brought in everything with the 80s, right? All the synthetic sounds, all of, all of the, the, um, quantization that was going on in between the mix and, and the whole nine. The song itself is basically just a motivational song, right? Um, talking about anything that you can get, you can go out and get it, and it's all great. Fast forward, there was a movie called House on Haunted Hill. In the House on Haunted Hill, there was a song that was used pretty much as a theme song, and it had a very eerie guitar riffs, very slower pace, very very hard buildup, hard rock, heavy metal, whatever you want to call it, type feel to it and it brought a scary tone to the movie which in itself wasn't scary it tried to be scary it wasn't scary to me but the song in itself made it that much more captive and the song that they did was actually a remake of sweet dreams it was done by marilyn manson um he actually put it on his album uh smells like children so um when i heard that particular track I automatically fell in love with it because of the eerie tones that he took a motivational song and made it sound like total, total like anarchy within the song itself. So in my mind, I'll always take the Marilyn Manson version of the song over the original just because of the feeling that it totally made me do a 180 on. It was like one one second. I'm happy about it hearing all the synth sounds. Next thing I know, I'm pretty much scared and keeping all the doors closed because I'm not sure what's going to come out of me from the dark in the corners. So what are y'all what are y'all thoughts about that? I I, I can tell you that uh, I, I don't mind the Marilyn Manson song. 
when I think of it, I actually don't think of that movie. I think of Trick or Treat uh, because I used it during the werewolf scene in the Trick or Treat movie. Um, and and it's I, the song's fine. Like I don't mind the song at all, but I have to go with the original and and the original because that's what I grew up with and because I love <laughs> I, I love synth music. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of like scores by John Carpenter and people like that. So you know. I like that kind of sound and I love Annie Lennox voice. Yes. Uh, so I, I have to go with the original, but I don't dislike the Marilyn Manson version. I do like it. I do like how like different it is and, and it's unique, but I just can't get over loving the original and I can't let it go. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the original myself. Gotcha. So, this brings me to, to something I wanted to ask you guys. So, uh, especially these two, the, the you know the, the the Johnny Cash one and the Marilyn Manson. So, there's been and maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but I think it, but there's kind of been a growing trend, especially since the Johnny Cash one and kind of the Marilyn Manson, where it's like you take original song and either juxtapose it, like you you take something that's light and make it dark, or there's been a trend in like especially TV shows where like they take a song and they just slow it way down and then drop it down to like just a single instrument, and and I'm not it's it's interesting to see or experience a cup the original song as a cover where it's slowed down and that's a different thing it just i guess where i struggle with the marilyn manson one is that like like the reason why i can justify the johnny cash one because i know they're kind of both doing the same thing they're flipping they're making opposites of what it is um the johnny cash just feels like it it made it better whereas the Marilyn Manson just seems like it's trying to be the the negative like the mirror opposite but i don't know why it's trying to do it, it I, I, do you, <laughs> does that make sense or, or am i crazy <laughs> no nah, you're not crazy bro I, I think i think for who manson is he's a very intelligent individual he knew okay. that touching that song and that kind of arrangement was going to spark some kind of controversy um, okay. especially especially since you know it, it is something that not only he grew up with but we grew up with so it, it's it's one of those things like if you mess with nature you know nature has a tendency to come back and mess with you and so i'm i'm thinking that uh, he knew it was going to be controversial he knew that it was going to be something that not everybody was going to love and that was even more reason to touch it because it had that anarchistic view to it makes sense okay yeah i mean it, as far as yeah as far as the logic reason as to why to do it and why to it's experience listening to it yeah it's totally up there but you know if you had one stuck on repeat in the car <laughs> i'm thinking the original <laughs> i mean if so, i had yeah. one stuck on repeat in the car i'm yeah i'm going with the original if i had one where i'm, I'm actually pulling up to a, a shady looking house in the middle of nowhere that's the one I'm playing because that's the one that I'm figuring like is going to keep me alive. I'm not going to walk into the house by myself. I'm not going to walk around the premise at dark. I'm not going to go anywhere without my gun on my side. We're good. Like that's going to set the premise for my own horror movie, which I'm not going to follow the original schemas of what everybody else does. I wanted you to say that if I had a repeat of my car, if I had to pick between the two, it would be Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. There you go. I, I was blasting that the other day on the way to work. Like, why do I have to go to work today? 
what I think of everybody. Right. Just, yeah, kind of, kind of yeah. skews your thought process of, of going into work happy. Like, yeah, not really happy anymore. Now I just want to slap somebody with a cup of coffee. So, Damon, what your thoughts? What do you like better? Well, if I had to slap somebody with a cup of coffee, I would probably pick as I'm doing that. Marilyn Manson. And, and, and I, you know, this is, I've seen Marilyn Manson live, like, I think five times. And I, you know, I've seen him perform that song too. But, you know, the funny thing is, so Annie Lennox, uh, the Arrhythmics, and uh, Marilyn Manson, like, they had the same vibe. Like, she was way before his time. Uh, Brian, Brian Warner, right? Which he does the makeup really well. I've seen him, I've seen this guy on stage, like, go off stage for five minutes, come back in a totally different wardrobe. And like, you, you, you feel like you're at a Broadway show or something like this guy is like putting on a show. And again, you know, we're going back to like the nineties, like the like later nineties, but um, that maybe that's what that, that draws for me. But I also, you know, I love the eighties too, but yeah, Amy Lennox is awesome. She's got that, she's got that weird kind of like, she's, she was wearing big shoes. She was doing the makeup, crazy hair or not crazy hair, whatever. Um, I can see that tie in for you, Brandon, you know, with like the eighties movies and you you mentioned like John Carpenter and stuff like that, but uh, I can see how that like fits, fits in that. And I love that too. That style is great. And I just love Marilyn Manson. Like I, and I, I saw him recently, actually, and he hasn't really changed that much. He's keeping it going, but uh, like you feel you feel like you're going to a show and you're listening to music. But yeah, he does he does a great job with that. So can, that's my biased opinion. Can I can I just say, you know, who also does great and concerts and does awesome costume changes really quickly? Weird Al Yankovic. Just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen him. I've never seen him live. I'd love to, and I know he's. I know he's come to Austin, and I know you've seen him, Brandon. Yes. Uh, anyway, but, uh, sorry. Go back to Marilyn Manson. They're very different. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to have a Weird Al episode, I'm sure. That's going to happen. But, that would be favorite parody song. Right? Just yeah. eat it. Mm, eat it. <laughs> that's going to be that's gonna be a treat. That's got to be a choice album, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> okay. so, but yeah. All right. So... If we're doing the count, we're two for two. <laughs> two for two. Dreams are made of, what right. is it? Me? D? <laughs> anyway. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Yeah. Sweet dreams. All right. Not anymore. So, uh, uh, did, did anybody want to do any as mentions? No? Okay. I have some, but I, I don't want to go on record. So, no. Okay. Well, okay. So, it, there were some that it was hard. So I want to throw out two because there was two that I instantly thought about doing, but I just couldn't figure out which one was the better. And Proud Mary, so because you got CCR and then you got Tina Turner and uh, Ike. Both of those are like each on the... <laughs> What's going on, DJ? I was like, really? Wow, okay. You don't think Proud Mary? Because they're both... Which one would you pick for Proud Mary? CCR. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I probably would. Yeah. I, I got a good one. I had a good one. I was thinking, how about All Along the Watchtower between Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix? Ooh. Ooh. That's just wrong. <laughs> right? Right? This is where it gets really difficult. Right? So, 
my mention, I think I already, I already brought this up from Plastic Hearts, Miley Cyrus. Um, there, there's a song called Zombie, and it's by the Cranberries, and she does a really good job. She remakes that song, and that's good. Oh, okay. I would say my Sorrier. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. she does a good job. Okay. So mm-hmm. are we uh, are we ready to flip this record? So are we gonna are we gonna drop the needle and go to side B, guys? Don't we have to lift the needle, flip the record uh, side B. Flip the, let's flip the record. Lift the needle. All right. Go flip, side no, B. flip the flip the record. Come on, guys. <laughs> How do you say flip the record or the Okay. Well, either way, it's going to side B. So, right. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, side B. I think Dietrich's got something for us, huh? Yeah. Yes, I do. All right. So, um, you know, to keep it kind of on the cool side, there's this guy that came out um, between 2008, 2009 that uh, really kind of captivated my heart only because a lot of the stuff that he was going through in his time, um, I felt like I was going through in my time. So it kind of it kind of blended into that. Um, for those who don't know, his name is Scott Raymond uh, Segura Miscutting. Why he has four names, I don't know, but he does. Um, and for those who know him of a, of a different type of name, um, you will go by Kid Cuddy. And the reason why I pick Kid Cuddy is a couple of reasons. One, Kid Cuddy is um, one of my favorite artists, top five, um, dead or alive, top five type situation. The second part about Cuddy is he was the innovator of a lot of the alternative rap that you hear nowadays. So a lot of the artists that you hear that are um, those that are, you know, they sing a little bit, they rap a little bit. They don't quite fit in either genre, so to speak. But, you know, they definitely hold an impact on the culture for what's going on. He was kind of like the godfather and innovator of that situation. So as far as Cuddy goes, he's like, you know what I'm saying, one of, one of my innovators, especially when I was doing music, um, because of his lyrics. Um, he wasn't like trying to be the most lyrical He's like not like lyrical, miracle, spiritual type situation, but it was more like he's speaking from the heart. And he was talking about everything that he got going on in his life, battling his demons, trying to come out on top, try to be positive as much as possible. And even when he didn't feel like being positive, the songs that he came out with um, definitely resonated within me. So um, the first song like that or first album that I heard like that was Man on the Moon. Um, for those who don't know, that was his first premiere album that he came out with when he was on Good Music. Um, he actually met Kanye before twice. Um, Kanye West, uh, in clothing stores, because that's what he worked when he was in, uh, New York. Um, he actually moved, he was born in Cleveland, Ohio, moved to New York, um, with like $500 on his pocket and, you know, just turned around and started working in clothing stores, just kind of make ends beat. Uh, he was doing music on the side because his roommate was Dr. Genius. At the time, which for those who don't know, he's a pretty good producer. Um, so, so to speak, it kind of um, meshed up that those two met, started making music. Everything started working out for the better. And then when he came across Kanye, first thing he did is he dropped his mixtape on him. And then afterwards, Kanye's manager at the time came back and heard a couple of songs that, that Cuddy did. And then he signed to good music. And his first album was this album here, which is Man on the Moon. And for those who don't know, this is a very eclectic style of, of collection of songs. Um, some of them are, are real upbeat. Pretty much everybody's heard a couple of songs on this particular album. And I, I, the reason why I went to this particular album first is because, um, one, it resonated with me very much so. 
you know, in, in my thought process and how I was moving. But also because though if you listen to Cuddy now, his his sound has evolved a little bit, it's streamlined a little bit more, but he definitely knows how to captivate you in his music. And he does tries not to sound like everybody else. It's always some kind of flip, always some kind of switch up inside the music that hit. And one of the songs on the album that stuck out to me was Mr. Solo Dolo. Um, really for the instrumentation that was used, um, for the, the ambiotic sounds that were placed inside there, for, um, what he's talking about within the song. Like, why, why does it feel so wrong when I'm trying to do right? Like, well, how come I can't fit into society like everybody else can? Why is it that my mind doesn't work like everybody else does? Why can't I just be normal? Why can't I feel happy for what I have going on within my life? And, you know, that's why I roll by myself, because if I try to be around everybody else, I'm not going to fit in. And that's always been like kind of my mantra of rolling into life. You don't necessarily have to fit in. It's just something that is easy when you got people that understand, you, you know, so that was always the song that stuck out most to me. Of course, you got day and day and night, you know, that was talking about his struggles of smoking and, and kind of kind of staying amongst himself. And he's seeing different things when he's when he's letting his mind go. Uh, I don't mind Devil's Playground. And then, you know, Pursuit of Happiness has been on every damn commercial and, and somebody's uh, album cut or somebody's movie soundtrack or somebody's playlist in some way, shape, form or fashion. So, you know, those are the ones that kind of stuck out to me. But what do y'all think about the album? How do y'all feel about it? What what were y'all overall thoughts about the artist himself? So I, I, I really liked the album. I, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm happy. To, <laughs> so. For me, it's also solo dolo. I mean, the, 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 but for me, what it is, is I like everything else. Don't get me wrong, but that one is just so mesmerizing. And it's just, it, I want to say it's like four notes. Like it's so melodic as you go through it. And it just like, it puts you in that zone. And it's, yeah. And the, the one thing I'm waiting to hear kind of from, from Brandon and Damon, but what I'm curious about is, on the album, he labeled certain songs nightmares and certain songs like he didn't. And so what I was curious about was like, that song is so cool, but it's like, I kind of get why it's a nightmare, but I'm kind of wondering why, like, why do I like the nightmare better than some of the other songs? I mean, it, that's, it seems weird to me. But yeah. So I was, I'm curious what everybody else picked. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll jump right in, man. Wow. Thank you for introducing me to uh, Kid Cudi for sure. I so I and honestly I I picked the Ron album to listen to at first. Uh, I started listening to Man on the Moon three and I was like, holy shit! Yeah, these guys kind of remind me of the Weekend a little bit and like just like a really cool like vibe, like really good beats. Sounded great on my stereo in my car driving to work. I mean, the day I started listening to Kid Cudi, I think I listened to Man on the Moon three. And then um, Man on the Moon, the album that you recommended there that you picked as your choice album, both of them, I think I listened to like a couple times in the same day. It was really, it was crazy because it got me through the day, got me through work. So really good, really good beats, really good, like collaboration with other artists too. Like he's done stuff with Lady Gaga. That's kind of cool, man. Mixing it up, you know? Um, so I'd say my favorite track, because it reminds me of a Daft Punk kind of vibe. I don't know if y'all listen to Daft Punk. It's kind of like, kind of has, I don't know if he's done stuff with Daft Punk. Maybe um, Enter Galactic. And then my other pick would be, because it's 
obviously everybody loves it. It's like all over the place. Pursuit of happiness is like in commercials everywhere. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I and and I I can't believe I hadn't listened to more of Kid Cudi's stuff, but uh, I would say like when when my dad passed away while while he was sick, I was going back and forth and doing a lot of trips to his house and, or my brother's house where he was at and dropping my wife off at work and I was listening to uh, the weekend a lot. They had like a you know an album that was just like a I think it was like all their best hits and so like that kind of kind of put me in the same mode listening to Kid Cudi. So it really, really got me there. Thanks, man. Not a problem. I, I was familiar with Kid Cudi. Um, I had heard a little bit of Kid Cudi before. I don't know if I ever listened to a full album. Um, I was more familiar with him as an actor uh, or as a, a, a personality um, from shows like Comedy Bang Bang or Bill and Ted Save the Music or something, the, the latest Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> Anyway, I've listened to the album a few times and it's a phenomenal album. Um, I don't know if it's right in saying it's a concept album. It feels like it is. It feels like it's a story from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but that's it is. Kind of like. yeah. it, it is. Um, I, I like albums where all the songs are different. Uh, I think Diedrich might have said it's already, it's eclectic, which, you know, I picked Frank Zappa as the last album. I like eclectic. Um, and this totally is. And, uh, yeah, it, it resonated. There were a lot of songs I, that, that really like I could relate to. Um, especially, I mean, for lack of a better word, I'd like to think that I'm an artist or I'm creative and I know what he's struggling with. And, um, the song that really, I think got to me and I think kind of maybe the same feels that Dietrich got was solo dolo. It, it hurt. Some of the things he said hurt. Like, I know what he's talking about. Like I felt it. Um, and, and of course, it's a great beat. It's a great sound. But those lyrics really, like, just, like, eat away at your soul a little bit. You know, like, I'm like, man, I'm I'm not a rapper, but he, we I, I know what he means. I know what he feels. And and some of the other songs even like, OK, we don't have the same life, but I still know what he means. Like even, you know, like even songs like Soundtrack to My Life, I it may not be the same soundtrack, but I know what my soundtrack is. You know, like I can relate. It, it's not the same lyrics, but I still understand what he means, you know, like. So, yeah. And, and even like DJ, or Taj kind of said something about like there's a parenthesis, like a nightmare. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, these lyrics. And what I find fascinating is when you get towards the end, one of the big the big hit is pursuit of happiness. Parenthesis nightmare. I know what he means by that. I get yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I, it was a great song. I, it's shocking, a great album. It's shocking that knowing Kikadi as long as I have, that I never took the time to listen to the albums from beginning to end. It, you know, it's one of those things where you hear those singles and that's what you know, you know, but the album itself, I mean, it, it's, I think one thing that's missing in, in the music business for me these days are albums that have choice tracks from beginning to end and uh you know it's all about the singles this is not that kind of album it's not just about the singles they connect 
it, they work as like a it's a, it's like a web. They they all connect and and i i don't know it's just i i thought it was a great album i i think it was a great choice and and uh, i'm i'm just glad that uh that you introduced that into to my life because i i know i know what he's trying to say even though we may be you know miles apart or from a different 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 worlds it, the struggles are still the same mm-hmm. and i know what that means yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, just the name Pursuit of Happiness. Like, yeah, we're all trying to find something to keep us happy, right? But I think it's not just the lyrics, but the, you know, the instrumental, the the vibe of the music. It, it just, it gets me, it puts me into that mode where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about everything now. And like, it, it just, it just, yeah, it just, it just brings me there where it calms me down. Not that I'm not already calm, but if there's something going on in my life, you know, like, yeah, his music will definitely be where I go to get to my happy place. Yeah. What's interesting, too, is like when I thought Solo Dolo is going to be my favorite track, I'm like, am I am I wrong about this? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There's not just one so much. Like, why do I keep going back to it? You know, like you on Spotify, you can see how many how many listens each song has. Right. That one doesn't have as many hits as some of the other songs. So I'm like, am I what is something wrong with me? Why am I going back to this song again and again? That's another story. I'm, I'm, it makes me feel better knowing that, you know, that's your favorite tracks, at least, you know, two of you. So. Yeah, man, it hit the spot. Um, the, the reason why it resonates with me, especially when he's got the, the subtitle of Nightmares there, is because those were songs that he came up with, you know, either while he was high or while he was. Um, coming out of a situation and going through a depressive mode. He suffers from depression, from anxiety, and, um, uh, you know, borderline personality disorder. So, you know, all that's on paper. And I'm real big about mental health. So anybody who's able to channel any kind of, 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 of issues or, or darkness that they have inside of them and kind of put them out there for the world to display, like you already got my hats off to you because you're already working in a manner that's trying to, to medicate yourself outside of how you know what to do. This is this is therapy one-on-one within itself whenever you put any kind of music like that. And I think the reason why it touched you the way it did is because out of all the songs on the album, this one is not a song. This is a a a um kind of like a look inside of nah, an anthem, a look inside of a diary, so to speak. This this one hits the closest because doesn't matter what your background is, doesn't matter what you're going through, no matter how you're going through it. You know, one person's happiness is another person's sadness. And you know, the the most happiest people in the world that we thought were happy, like like a Robin Williams or like um uh what's his name that traveled around the world and ate and 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 David Bourdain. Uh-huh. Alex Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain. You know, <laughs> no, he, he had the, the greatest. Chris yeah, Cornell. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying Chris Cornell, too. Like, that's, yeah. Chris Cornell. Yeah. They, we think that they have the greatest lives and everything is going on in the world and, and everything is good, but they're fighting on the inside. They're hurting. And, and you know, if they can take their lives and do their stuff and, and we're sitting up here still trying to fight and continue, like, it gives me more reason to fight because I don't want to get to the top of the, to the world and feel like I'm about to give up. I want to keep on going. I want to inspire others to keep on going and keep things going right. So 
that's just my two, yeah. my two cents on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you saying that too, because it, it is a real thing, like, like mental illness and um, the stigma around it. It's just uh, like it's a real, it's it's a real problem. And I don't know if it's like because we live in America or or what it's what it stems from, but uh, you know, there's your I, I believe your environment definitely impacts you. Um, social you know, issues can definitely shape you when you're younger, when you're growing up. And I mentioned a lot about how the nineties music and the nineties in general were an influence on me. So it could, it could change for everybody. Right. But yeah, yeah, like when you have, when you have a song that you can relate to when you, when your favorite artist has your, they come up with your choice track, you know, and like you're, you're listening to that and you're feeling better. Like when I was in high school, I, that's where I went. I went to music, you know, and that, um, I tried playing music, you know, I, I, I was in dabbled in bands and stuff like that. And I play guitar and, um, I love music. I like to sing, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, um, finding that, like that good soundtrack for your life at the moment can really get you through some shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So, but yeah, I was, I was, I'm glad you mentioned that, Brandon, because I was feeling the same way. <laughs> I was like, am I crazy? Cause I mean, he's not, I mean, it just all comes together, but it's not like it's not the most rhymes, not the most bits. Like it's it's just melodic and like it's there, and you're like this just it's awesome. But melodic it's like a great way to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He set up he set up the foundation for folks like The Weekend, folks like Drake, folks like yeah. um, um, Party Next Door, folks like all, all these other artists that are out now. That are biting off of, not necessarily biting, but are influenced by that style because he made a lane for folks who didn't want to go just straight hardcore rap. This is not about rap. This is about mute or vibe music. This is about mood music. This is about me getting out my feelings and not talking about fancy cars, not talking about, you know, taking your wife in the back door and doing whatever, not talking about jewelry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really talking about like shit. So that's right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I, I just have one, one last question before we move off of this. So out of curiosity, since it's the main song, so the pursuit of happiness, happy, happy, uh, this pursuit of happiness was this was before the movie, right? And it had nothing to do with the movie, or was this because the pursuit of happiness is a concept a long time ago, right? I know, but the, but I was curious if like the this the movie oh, no. that Will yeah, Smith no. did, okay. Now nah, that okay. that was based off of a real life situation, and this movie, this song had nothing to do with that movie. It was just coincidental as the title and the situation. Which um, applies okay. to a lot of people in situations that are different, but everybody's looking for some kind of happiness. And what the hell is it, right? What what makes you happy? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, what? choice tracks makes our listeners happy. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. I would think <laughs> that. Her choice track would make you happy. Right. But yeah, I, I'm I'm just throwing out my hustle there, you know, a little bit. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, so should we uh, should we drop this needle to? Well, would you? Don't we have homework, teacher? Well, we do. Um, so I guess uh, I've got I've got a choice album for the next for the next uh, 
episode. So, okay. so what I so what I think is good for my choice albums are usually they're usually going to be something related to what I saw live. Um, I'm in Austin, Texas, so I've I've gone to South by Southwest a lot, and sometimes I go on you know recommendations from friends and. Every band you can think of comes to Austin, right? Um, so my my album is uh, it's a band. I, I I don't know if you guys have heard this band, but so anyway, I'm gonna get right into it. Um, the name of the band is Best Coast, and California Nights is the album. And they have they have more than one album out, but that was 2015. I saw them in 2015 at South by Southwest. Um, then I saw them again in Austin. Uh, they played at uh, they played a local a local um, bar, but uh, yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely a good band. And California Nights has kind of kind of brought me there. You know, it's just like it's got that really like I think I like a lot of uh, calming music, but um, yeah, the the beats here with the with the band and just you know the the female vocalist and uh, really really good mix, really. Really good people. I think I actually met them at the at South by Southwest too, but, which is a really great thing about South by. Very um, good chance to go to South by. Go to South by. But uh, yeah, so that's it. That's your homework. Check out Best Coast and uh, California Nights is the album. So oh. anything, anything, okay. Josh? What do you got? Uh, uh, well, uh, I was gonna say uh, if you can please uh, follow us on social media and uh, you know. Shoot us any replies or uh, any messages uh, via email or on our website. And uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Uh, we're out. Uh, later. Peace. Bye. Mic drop. Oh, my mic drop. Mic drop. Okay. Did you drop the mic? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I got picked up. Oh, all right. Oh, the mic drop. All right. I get it now. Okay. Yeah, you broke it. Bye. You got to break your bike. <laughs> 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 Dead jokes.